0: You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration, and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Geruso.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. Wherever you're tuning in from or watching from around the world, I'm super excited for today's episode. Where I'll be interviewing and having a free flowing conversation with the amazing Matt Murray, co founder with Ronan Leonard of Common Sense Events. Matt and I have been friends for a few years. We actually run um, one of the Common Sense events together. And these events are profound. You've got to be in the room for these events. It's all about unnetworking. And if that sounds a bit foreign to you, It's natural, but when you understand the concept and the intention behind it, you'll see that it's just such a great way to forge deeper, you know, connections, relationships and interactions with people over beautiful food, where we don't actually talk about work and you get known for who you are, not what you do. Because, you know, this day and age, we've all become human doings. We need to go back to being. And the space that these lunches and dinners provide, you know, is it's just a great forum to do that. So I would love to introduce Matt. Matt, welcome.
0: Oh, Ren, thank you very much. What a wonderful introduction. Well done. Um welcome back. It's nice to be back in 2023. Ready? Ready, everybody ready?
1: Yeah, I think so. It was a big year last year for so many people. And um I know that you know a lot of a lot of the events that, that you ran was just such a beautiful sort of circuit breaker and pause from the everyday for for people to connect and you know I, I would love Matt to jump in and you know talk about how you know what has led you to do what you're doing today how have you become you and how are you continually becoming you.
0: Again, great question. Um, you know, I think we need a bottle of wine and a, a good meal to sort this one out, but I'll try and do it uh, short and quickly. Um, look, everything that's brought me to me is all the people that I've met. Uh, um, I really believe in connection. Um, I, I'm not a great book reader. I know you are, and I know Ronan is fantastic at doing that, but I learn from people. I've always um, – I've got uh, – um, dyslexia I'm not very good I can read I can t- take it through but it just takes me a lot longer so what I've learned is to learn from people and talking to people um, you got to remember that we are a oral our language for 50,000 years was traded we've really been reading books for a very short period of time and language passed all the stories through mm-hmm. so um, I love learning people's stories and understanding who they are mm-hmm. um, not what they do when you ask somebody what they do it changes the dichotomy. It changes the relationship. I mean, if you said, "Look, I'm going to meet Bob, and he runs a, a lawn business," or "I can meet Steve, and he's the head of Google," most people would choose Steve, who's the head of Google. Mm. But realistically, that's not going to do anything. Bob's probably a lot right. more interesting. Um, so, but we're all built into doing that. So, I ran a business for 25 years, um, and it was very corporate, um, IT and, and telephony are quite boring. I don't think any any, any kids or uh, put their hand up and say, I want to be in telecommunications, and it definitely wasn't for me. Um, I sort of fell into it. And then you start to make more money and you grow. The thing I loved was managing the people and, and, and helping them grow and getting somewhere rather than the actual phone system side of things. Um, and I found I was successful because I'd sit down and make relationships with the people I spoke about and found out what they wanted, what they needed, and then uh, I'd talk to them about how that would make them better. Yeah. So um, I uh, um, sold that business. or uh, um, It wasn't probably by choice. I had... Um, uh, uh, um, my partner had a miscarriage and uh, we had luckily we had a young son uh, um, Duke and uh, um, he's amazing um, and then we had a miscarriage and I we were blessed that we had Duke first because I don't know what would have happened if we'd have had a miscarriage first mm. um, but something one in four people have a miscarriage yeah
1: yeah and, very and very very common
0: very common but when my partner had that um, two of her aunties came forward and told her that that had miscarriages
1: yeah. and what happened
0: from that was we didn't even know they didn't even know each, that each other so it's mm-hmm. not talked about um I sort of removed myself from my business at that stage we had a second miscarriage I think it's one in 20 which yeah. is the next step then it's one in 200 we had three miscarriages um and then it's one in 10,000 so um I kind of left my business. my business After 12 months, my business partner asked me if I was coming back. I said, no, I didn't like what I was doing. And um, I stepped away from my business and sold it back to him. Um, what happened with that, though, is I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and my partner very wisely uh, um, set me aside and said, look, I, 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 I married you for life, but I didn't marry from nine to five. You've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I had to work out what I wanted to do. Um,
1: and that can be scary in that moment. The power, the overwhelm when you know you you can't, could do anything you wanted to do. How was that?
0: Great. Uh, look, I, I've never been asked what I wanted to do. So I started at 12 years old on a paper run, as probably we all do. And at 13, I had a lawnmower business where I got people yeah. that go through. So I've worked all my life. And I had that mentality of scarcity where you don't leave what you're doing until you can move to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that, there's a lot of fear. Uh, um, uh, You know, I I looked at, uh, um, we take, uh, um, I'll I'll take half the cake or half the pie, not realizing that I had an oven and I could create as many pies as I wanted to. Um, And and what happened with that is I got, uh, um, I had a choice and I'd never been thought about me, about doing what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I took a piece of paper and I wrote down all the things I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and that list was huge. And on yeah. the other side, I wrote down all the things I did want. And that was rather small and it encompassed. Um, I like to eat really good food. I like to have really good conversations. I like to storytell and learn from others' storytelling. Um, and I like to meet interesting new people. Uh, um, so that list is quite small. So I had to create a job that could allow me to do that. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Um, I was also a bit lost. I wasn't, uh, um, I'd never been a dad. I'm a bit older, uh, you know, when we had Duke and then um, later Axel. And um, I didn't know how to be a dad. So I set up a group of men that could actually help me be a better dad, that could help me be a better uh, uh, um, partner, that could help me be a better friend. Uh, um, because all of these things change when you've got children. And I didn't know what to do and I was scared to repeat history. So I wanted to do that. So we pulled that together. Um, and what happened with that was we had seven men, then we had 12 men, then we had 50 men, and it turned into a bit of a Maltese wedding. And um, <laughs> wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and that's when I met Ronan, um, who I'd been known for a little bit, and he came in and put all the structure around. Yeah, um, the, the two of us are very different people. Uh, um, But really overlay each other's cells beautifully. Um,
1: each other, you know, you leverage each other's strengths because you are your polar opposites.
0: Yeah, look, there's absolutely, but if you did a Venn diagram, the things in the middle of the things that our heart and our abundance and our love work really well, but outside of those things, we achieve greatness before it. But the big thing that I The greatest reason that Ron and I work is we respect each other's differences and see that without each other, we wouldn't be successful.
1: And I love I love you've mentioned that because I'm a big believer. I always say leverage strengths Mm -hmm. in a team and you'll have a dream team. Don't give people the things that don't light them up because they'll do it. They'll comply, but they won't commit. Whereas, you know, if you're complementing each other and leveraging the things you love doing, it doesn't feel like work.
0: It really doesn't. Uh, uh, the big thing is, uh, uh, in my previous business, we really chose staff members that were different, you know, that they loved what they do. um And we had a whole bunch of very different styles of people. Yeah. And because of that, the, the differences were successful because we came together and made something amazing. Mm. But I see a lot of people try and find people that are just like them. They want a copy of themselves.
1: Oh, well, it's <laughs> like even in the corporate world, you know, they go, I need to find the next me. I'm like, you might find the next person for your role, but they don't have to be a carbon copy of you. you yeah. It. Wow. Yeah. So, yes.
0: so, no, we had a lot of fun uh, um, building that. And then, uh, you know, uh, we did one for IT and data because I also see, I see networking is broken. I, absolutely, I see networking is broken. Is. I think consulting is broken. Um, the whole yeah. networking idea uh, um, is just weird. Um, people tell you that go and do a 30-second elevator pitch or a, a, um, some sort of delivery. I've never used that when I was uh, um, met my partner. I never used a 30-second pitch on my children. I never used yes. a 30-second pitch on my friends. I never use a 30-second pitch for anything else, but somehow you're meant to do it in business. So why do we change in business who we are naturally? That's and right. Why- It's crazy. It really, really is because what it does is it puts walls up between us rather than connecting us to work out how we can work better together. It actually stops that from happening and it stops really, really good business. So one of the rules that we have at uh, um, Common Sense when you come to an event of ours is you can't talk work. Mm. About 70% of people say, well, if I can't talk work, why would I come?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fine. That means you're not really for us at the moment, and that's okay. But I then asked their number one client, who was their number one client? And they go, oh, well, he's like family to me. He's the most amazing person. He's great. And you say, what's his wife's name? Oh, I don't know. what's Their children's, oh, I I don't know. Where do they go on holiday? What's his favorite book? Where does he like to go for lunch, and what's his favorite meal? And he goes, oh, I don't know any of that. And you go, well, you just said he was like family. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. Disconnect with so
0: family. A hundred percent. So you're now like a a transaction rather than you have no connection with this person. So it's more about connecting on a deeper level with people so you really understand. Now, we have four rules. The first one is not talking work. We worry more about who you are. Uh, um, the second one is no sport. And in Melbourne, I love it. Creates... I love it. <laughs> <Great sport>. Yeah. <laughs> what's funny, though, is... I, I'm six foot five and I'm, I'm, I'm very sporty. I love going to sporting events. But what I find is people start talking and I'll, they'll come in and say, Oh, yeah, I beat you on the weekend. I'm going, Great, you beat me on the weekend. Um, did you play in the match? And they go, No. I go, Did yeah. you uh, go to the match? No. That's it their no.
1: identity, Matt. It is. You know, we've talked about this. Sometimes it's great to have passions. You know, my mantra in life is do and be what lights you up. Yeah. You know, no know, know who energizes you and what energizes you. What's your flame? Absolutely, you drain right? right. I get it, but I think it's almost a facade. A, it's almost a strategy to, for people not to get to the heart of who they are because it's this. You know, we beat you in sport, or we. There's no I. There's no ownership. Um, Absolutely. And you know, obviously I've been to the women and men's event where we have 10 men, 10 women, wham, um, from a diverse array of industries, which is really cool. And it is at the start, you know, people go, hi, I'm, but I love the fact that, you know, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, obviously, where you know, there's 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 a program you use where we you survey people, find out what their common interests are you know yeah. what their heart work is for them who they are and then sit people that have those common interests together well
0: so, look, the, big, the yeah. big thing is most people uh um i resonate with are uh, introverted yeah, yeah. um I'm, I'm, i i uh, um align with uh, introverted extrovert you know i actually when you meet me i've got lots of energy when i'm there for sure but to get me to that room, I find it difficult. So there's an introversion yeah. side to get there. When I'm there, I make the best of it. But then afterwards, I feel like I've burnt myself out. So yeah. um, I don't make meet people easily. Once I've got a connection, mm-hmm. I, I make that. So we looked at that and we said most people that come to a room don't feel comfortable. So we ask you to fill in a survey of sort of 10 questions. And it's like, what books do you read? What superhero you are? Yeah, a whole of, a
1: person. yeah
0: crazy questions. Yeah. Um, but what they do is allow you to connect in a different way. The second time you come, we ask you another 10, 10 questions. By the third time, we've got a pretty good understanding of who you are and can really introduce you to people that you're going to connect with. Yeah. Um, when that happens, people walk away... Most people walk to a networking thing like a job. People go to our events and walk away. And our promise, our actual promise is, if if you don't walk away with more joy and happiness from an event that we've done, we'll refund you. Right? Because it's about that connection with like-minded people. Um, And we try and make you... There's also... We put you next to someone who's got very similar um, ages of children or past or or, or areas...
1: Something that... Well... In common, you know, and they say the number one way to connect or build rapport with someone is to find one thing you have in common and give it 100% focus, right?
0: Absolutely. And we've had people that have just spoken to one person for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that we get from people when we ask them for feedback at the end or how it went, I said, so, well, I would have liked to have moved. And you go, okay, so did you not like the person that you're sitting next to on the left? They go, no, I had a 40-minute conversation with them. What about the person on your right? And they go, I had a 40-minute conversation with them. And I said, well, the person across the table. I had a great conversation. So you're wanting to move to meet more people, but you had more depth in those three conversations. Bad quality, not
1: quantity.
0: Right? 100%. Why is it but,
1: against... How we're wired in this society. I know in America is the same, and in Australia,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So by the time somebody comes to a third event, they're not asking that because they've changed their way, and, and that's because we're so used to going through as many things as we can do, um, and yeah, you know, that's why collaboration is the lowest in Australia and the OECD countries. We're the lowest because we don't stop to actually look at building trust. Collaboration is all about trust. Trust is built by knowing the person and understanding what makes that person tick. Not not a transaction. It comes from abundance. So when you do that, we've got guys now that catch up and go to each other's charities or been to each other's remitzvahs or gone to each other's birthdays or helped out and supported each other in a way that they wouldn't have done with anybody that they just did business with now what happens with that is business grows from that and a lot of business is done now inside the group because it's for one it's for two hours that you don't talk work you talk people it's not to say you can't catch up for a coffee outside with people you really have no connection with and then you grow that business and then you come out and catch up with a friend again yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: Look, the one of the the, the things I love doing with I mean, when you and I, when you, you and I sat down and you sort of said, "Look, why don't we put something together?" And we looked at it. There are so many fantastic women's events that are out there, yeah. and you have got a fantastic men's event, and it, it works brilliantly. Yeah. But there was nothing that we could see that brought each other together equally, where That's men right. and women could actually have a conversation. I believe that the media. And government use everything to try and divide us. They look for ways to actually make us. Yeah, yeah. I have some amazing conversations with you all the time. And I've got a number of fantastic girlfriends. In fact, the rules of common sense are based around my conversation with my girlfriends. Yeah, you know, yeah. They don't talk work to me. They yeah. don't talk sport to me. They don't talk assets. They don't talk houses and cars that they've got. You yeah, know? yeah. So all of a sudden, those are male sort of things. How we stay away from each other. Women actually go a lot deeper.
1: It's yeah, and there's more. There's more of um. You you you're spot on, and I think it's it's amazing. You know, amazing what you and Ronan have built out. And I know you know how much work goes on. It's easy to rock up to a lunch or dinner and go, I'm sitting next to. Wow, I get along with them. There's a lot <laughs> that goes on behind it. Um, and obviously, you've got the master classes that that back that up. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think it's. I always say we've got to have transformational conversations, not transactional conversations. Right. Yes. I, I thought of look at it a bit like the way the world's gone. You know, since you know, I I talk about in the last blockbuster video store shut about four years ago in Perth. And, you know, you used to go and get a video and you had it for four days and you had to pay, I've got many fines, you had to pay if you had it longer, but you had to go in and physically choose that video. It was a ritual. It was an experience. And you took that video home and you watched it intently because you only had it for a certain amount of time. And I think they're the deep, I I call them sort of teeming deep essence conversations, opposed to now you know we can stream stuff it's quick we can turn it off turn it on replay it we can even choose an ending in some of the movies right Mm -hmm. and life's become a bit like that so i always say you know are you having topical conversations or are you having essence conversations that really hit the heart you know not just the head and i and i think that that you know the common sense events and all the ones you've yeah, I've facilitated and been to definitely deliver. So well done on on bringing that to the world. This and I I really think it is your passion project. Um, oh look,
0: it's um, somebody said to me recently, it's a bobby, um, which I love because it's a business yeah. hobby. Yeah, it's yeah. something that we are in a business, but it's something that we we do for free. I mean, like yeah. we would do for free. Um, so uh, those passionate things that come through, but again. This couldn't have happened without COVID. I really do no, not believe No, that's the this. gift. And I
1: want to talk to you about that. I mm-hmm. want to talk to you. You know, I'm a big believer. Everything happens for a lesson, not a reason.
0: Yep.
1: Um, As hard as some things are and the adversity we face, illness, death, all of these things, there is always a gift, all part of the gift mindset if we're willing to step back and, you yep. know, unwrap those lessons. um, I'd love to just ask you just to share... What would be this? Was your last day on earth, Matt Murray? Mm-hmm. Someone said to you, What has been the biggest gift or lesson in this life for you? What is it?
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, See, no, I, no, no I, 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 it really would be, um, a little, a little cliche, I guess, but um, I've got young kids. I've got a, yeah. uh, a four and a seven year old, and they have both annoyed me on a level I cannot get, but also given me more <laughs> love than I've ever received in my life. So, um, look, having kids for me um, was something that was never going to happen, yeah. and that love, uh, you know, and, and, and attention, and they're just awesome way of looking at life, their awareness yep. of that, is yep. given that back to me. You can get a little jaded. You can get a little bit, oh, well, look, I've stayed at this hotel. You know, I've got, it's got a swimming pool, but, oh, it's only got a king size bed. Where's my super king? Yes. You go to a hotel with a kid and they go, oh, my God, I can jump on a bed. I've got a TV. They yes. get blown away.
1: They make you, they make you, the eyes, I, I always say, they look at the world with childlike wonder. Yes. Something we all need to do more of. That whole curiosity piece.
0: Yeah, look. uh, You look at if you can keep the the love and joy that a seven year old has when he's dressed in Batman, when he's walking through a supermarket and people are high fiving him. If you can have that in your life, you can, and that's the joy. So, I mean, I just spend more time uh, uh, um, doing that, spending time looking through the eyes of my kids, um, because look history, look, you learn from uh, our future. Yeah. You, you can uh, future aim doesn't for doesn't
1: exist yet.
0: No, exactly. You, you you take your history and go, well, I don't want to do that again, or I do want yeah. to do that in the future. Yeah. I'm going to look where I'm going, sure. But if you're present and you see through the eyes of a seven-year-old boy or uh, um, and can keep that, then that's what I'd do. I would want to keep that. I I'd want to be able to spend that time and just... It's the little things, you know, what I've done in business or what you're doing, anything else doesn't matter. Um, friends are fantastic. And, and I, you know, for a long period of time, my friends were my family because I didn't have yes. kids. But right now, just I've never, ever been present. I've always been thinking of where I'm going or how do I change what happened in the past so it doesn't happen again and I move through. I've never been present. Now, for the first time, I'm really happy watching my, I don't want my seven-year-old to become an eight-year-old. But when he's an eight-year-old, I'm so glad he's an eight-year-old. I don't want him to grow I any faster, yeah. but I'm completely, for the first time in my life. I love,
1: time. I just love that. Cause I always say the past is a graveyard, you know, and the past is about learning, you know, all we have is today and the future may not exist. We may not wake up tomorrow. So obviously we've got to plan out, you know, do those things, but, you know, and I, you know me, Matt. I'm not a still or silent person. I have, <laughs> and I, my brain. Any any profiling I've had done on me, I'm I'm a seven to fifteen year future paced person. That's how far I think out. Yeah. So it's bringing it back to those beautiful little moments, or what we call little joy bubbles. Yes. So, so those moments, those moments of joy. I I absolutely love something you've said to me before about you know the most interesting people and situations happen when we put ourselves out there and say yes? Yes. Tell me about that.
0: Um, look, I, I spent a period of time homeless. So I lived on the streets and um, a lot of things were uh, uh, um, unavailable to me. You know, you didn't have cash, you didn't have these sort of things. But what I found is joy in a little, little things. And all of those things came from saying yes. It's so easy to say no. It's so easy yeah. not to make a decision on something or to, to think about it. Well, everybody says to me, "Life is a uh, uh, um, uh, life is short." I don't agree. Uh, life is very, very long. That's why we procrastinate. What That's why imagine? we say oh, we'll do it next yeah. week. That's why we will say yeah. we'll do it next month. Um, oh, I'll do it next year. I, I missed out this time. If COVID taught us anything, it's you've got to do it now. You know, oh, I'm going to go to New York on my fiftieth. Oh, well, when you were sick, you're going to do that in your thirtieth and your fortieth yeah. and all the rest of it, you just now- got to
1: make a start and do it. You know, and anything you think. I always say anything that keeps you awake at night or is that niggling thought, it's important to you. So if it's conflict, deal with it. If it's a dream, chase it, you know.
0: So if I say yes, it's a positive action. If I yeah. say no, it usually means that that's an end of that line. There's yeah. a, a, um, yeah. a a great space where it shows you a line going through all the choices you've made yeah. and it stops there. But then it branches out again to a 1,000 possibilities if you say yes. If you say no, you'll stay where you are. Um, And I have met some amazing people because I said yes. um, Where other people go, oh, I'm going home. I'm going to go. I'm not coming out. And all of a sudden, I've met somebody that changed my world. Even that thinking about life is short and life is long was met by saying yes to go to something, Where I yeah. met somebody that told me that, and that changed a lot of my perceptions.
1: Yeah, love it, love it. And the only time I do say to say no is when you're creating your no list to set boundaries. Is
0: that why? Yeah, I, I've got... Oh, okay, well, I'm learning something new about you.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no list. So no, but it's more around creating boundaries like I will say no to working on Sundays.
0: Yeah. yeah. So then
1: the boundary is I work, you know, Monday to Friday or whatever, whatever it is. Um no, that's just just awesome. We could chat all day. I being we have, you know, we do a lot of work matters, you know, with leaders, teams and organizations, um, to really amplify connection and collaboration. I'd I'd love to ask you who's a leader that you admire. They don't have to be famous. And I why
0: Look, the leader that I, um, I learned the most from the person that I learned uh, um, was my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. was a um, to everybody else. She was a very strict, stern, dragon woman. Uh, um, yeah. Like. All I saw was love. All I saw is her care for me and abundance. Yeah. Um I, I know for an absolute fact if she I hadn't had her in my life, I would have been a criminal. I would have oh. I, know, I know I would you have seen so, you on underbelly. <laughs> you would have. I would have been running a pretty good empire. Uh, that, was, but, that
1: was a joke for those Yeah, but
0: you wouldn't would you been. wouldn't have seen me. You know, I'd have been well behind the scenes. But no, I because her leadership and her love uh, um, defined a lot of my early learning and, and, and later learning. And it was kind of a thing where I wouldn't do things with it. Oh, man, if Nan found out, you know, like yeah. I, I couldn't do that. Um, so a lot of the decisions I've been made are based on wanting to be a better person, wanting to yeah. be a, a kinder person, a greater heart. And a lot of that has Sometimes in business, I, I know for myself, I, I I was very driven. I I wasn't going to go backwards. I was only going to go forwards. I was going to grow up business. I was going to do all these, and I did all those. Yeah, but how you go about that is um, not always uh, uh, um, linear, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I ran through walls and I ran through people, and it wasn't ever who I wanted to be. It wasn't no ever way. who I really was. But you read books and you watch movies and this you is how you do on business. this
1: trajectory. I say it's like the John Mayer song, you know, stop this train, I want to get off. Huh? Yeah. And we just keep going and we don't get off at the stations to review and renew why we're doing what we're doing, hey?
0: So the leader that for me was my grandmother because yeah. she was the touchstone for everything I've wanted to be. And yeah. now I'm becoming more so every day um, because of that. But without her influence in the beginning, I wouldn't have had that touchstone to come back to. It's actually a thought of.
1: And what's interesting, Matt, like in psychology is anyone you really admire, you usually have those traits within you. And everything you just talked about and I can vouch for this, knowing, working with you and, and knowing you as a friend, you definitely have those qualities. So yeah. for those listening, watching out there, it's something to have a think about. And if you're sitting there going, "Ugh, didn't think I had those qualities, you may not be living those qualities so think about how you can align that with your values to project that and live and bring your whole self to to life which is so That's an
0: amazing point man I mean like one of the things that I know we've spoken about this but I I, I and this is just me this is I, this is not a fact I've read and this is not a fact I can say to you for truth that what it is. But I get deja vu, and I am guess we've all had it at different points. Yeah. But when I was doing the things that didn't align with me, I'm not saying that they were bad or good. They just didn't align with who I was as a person. I didn't get deja vu. Now, the more no. I'm aligned with who I am and the things I love to do yeah. and the people the more I you're love on to track. Be, the more I'm on track and I get lots of deja yeah. vu. So I'm not saying that's it's just for me, but you know in your heart your head and your heart are connected. And there's oh. a lot of science behind this where yeah. the, 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 there's more connection between those two organs than anything else. That's right. We know, we know mentally that this is a, a, um, a good thing, or, but when we talk ourselves out of it. But if our heart tells us a good thing and we talk ourselves out of it, I'm guaranteeing you it's, it's a mistake.
1: And our and our intuition when we do you know Matt I, I'm an embrainer so I do all the work across the head the heart and the gut and the vagus nerve that connects it all and I, I do say if you're ever making a decision we all make decisions and you're stuck you know you know what's your logic what's your facts what what are you feeling what's your knowing what's your gut telling you so you get balanced decision making right, and right. it's You know, your gut has as many neural pathways as a cat. A lot of people don't know that. So I think, and Matt, I'm sure you'd agree, especially I know during COVID and trying to save my business, Mm. I'm high, high off the charts intuition. Mm. I led with my head because I just was in survival mode. And we default to that when we're busy, when we've got a lot on, we default to just logic and facts. And yeah. we don't stop and tune in, and you know, without getting into it all, you know, um, the last episode of this this podcast, I spoke with Sean Tucker, and that was all around, you know, the different ways we get physically affected by not using and working across those those three areas. It's, it's interesting really you,
0: because yeah. you can get a little bit, uh, and I know a lot of people in COVID did. as part of it that you, you yeah. get very into yeah. you. You know, you get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. What I've found, particularly with Uran and, and a, number, a number of other people that I've met through the Common Sense Group, is because they understand me more, and I've opened up more to them than I probably have to people in my, yeah. that I've known for 20 years, they are a lot more aware of myself and call me on things and help yeah. me to see myself uh, uh, um, better. Because yeah. when you go to your head, sometimes you're in your head and you don't listen to your heart and your, and your gut. But your friends and the people that know you, that you've opened up and trusted, come and tell you that. It shortens the process. Yeah. I find too many people want to be uh, um islands. You can be. You just got to look at a bridge to all the other islands that you can That's come to. And it's... finding that group you can work with changes your life. It really does. It,
1: does. it does. It does. And it's not easy. And it doesn't just happen, but when it happens, it does. If that yeah. makes, that sounded really backwards. Well,
0: common sense, isn't it, really
1: <laughs> oh, it is, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I, I'd love to, you know, speaking of teams, whether you're in a small business, whether you're in a mid tier, whether you're in a global organization, what, what do you think, Matt, really helps to build what the two most important things that I believe, which is connection and collaboration? What is it?
0: Both of those come from one thing uh, trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't have trust, it's the same across uh, um, relationships. If, once you've lost trust with your partner, it's almost impossible. Once you've lost trust with your manager, it's almost impossible. Once you've lost trust with mm. your staff, it's so. I find that um, again, your point before about using your head. A lot of people go right. We've got to do this but it doesn't feel right or it doesn't connect right. No. You have a lot of people that micromanage people. It's the fastest way you're going to lose people. Yeah. Um, and that's because they're doing it from their head. They're in scarcity mode or they don't want to lose something or they're, they're not looking at gaining. Mm. Um, if you want that collaboration to really work, you've got to have trust, but you've also got to believe that those people are going to do what you what they say they're going to do. Uh, um and uh, deliver on what they're going to do and you can work out that uh, um Ronan is very focused on people saying uh, um what they what they say they're going to do and if they don't do that that's a, a major linchpin for him.
1: yeah yeah
0: I change a little bit for me what you say you got to do but I want to work out what your weakness is that's going to stop you doing that and how yeah. And find be
1: aware. I always say lead with your strengths, but be aware of your weaknesses. Yeah. And you know, I always say, you know, we do a lot, Matt, on motivational intelligence. So we map not what you're good at. We map what you're good at that you enjoy. There's a big difference.
0: And you said that at the beginning of this. It's yeah. really, really important where yeah. I, um, a little thing that I, I've done in the past, uh, um, I think it's good leadership. I, I guess everybody else works it out. But people will say, oh, I've got to a sales guy. will so say I've got to do all this paperwork and yeah. it's, it hasn't been done. And I'll talk to a, um, an engineer who says, oh, I've got to call these people up and, and tell them about this. So why don't you swap an hour of paperwork for an hour of phone calls? And, oh. they, go, and they look at you like you, you're mad and then they do it and then it yeah. just becomes a thing because they're yeah. doing the thing that they love rather than the thing that they're putting off. That's, so, that's right. That's as a so manager, you, you can empower people to do that because anything that you're doing you're wanting people to look at it as part of what their idea. Embedding yeah. the thought in them to actually make it their idea and to carry it through is always going to be far more powerful oh, than you telling we, them to do well, something. We,
1: co- we own what we, we commit to what we co-create, right? It's, it's like I always say as children, we hate being told, as adults even more. And, you know, I've met, I had last year, I can't tell you how many times I had people go, can you come in and help us have a collaborative culture? We've got two hours at a conference and I'm like, get a comedian because you'll get more out (laughs) of that. My number one tip if you want collaboration is simply be curious. If you create curiosity as a team, uh, provocate, ask questions, Don't, don't think statements, don't go, that company's amazing, go, what makes that company amazing? And you start getting curious together, curiosity leads to creativity, and the byproduct of creativity together is collaboration.
0: Absolutely. There, so, there's another thing. I, I find a lot yeah. of people nowadays um, also say, I want to be this manager, or I want to oh. be this leader, or I you yes. know, and I want the title. Look, stop looking for the title and actually do it. Like, I mean, you know, if you believe that you're the tech manager. Act like the tech manager. Yeah, work, with, and, it now. Yeah. and everybody else will see that, and you'll grow into that title anyway. Giving you a title is not going to help you if you're not doing the work or, or showing up and doing that. So um, that um, also, the other big thing is ask for help. A lot of people think they have to do it all themselves, or they're not going to share that information. If you step into it and you build trust, I said. I used to go um, and uh, um, we'd be at a table of, say, six people, and I'd just go up and pay for all the dinner. Hmm. And I did that time and time again. And so a friend of mine came up and said, Matt, why do you pay? And I, I said, oh, because it makes me feel good. He said, you're a, a selfish prick. And I'd go, man, I've just paid for dinner. What are you talking about? Wow. I got a little bit insulted. Yeah. And he turned around and said, well, you're stopping me feeling that. You're stopping yeah. me feeling that connection or that uh, um, that, you know, helping people out and all the rest of it. Now you can keep on giving and you can keep on going, but you're also stopping others from actually feeling that or doing that. So collaboration's about truly collaborating with people and yes. actually letting them shine, not you always being the person, even though if you think you're helping, you are standing in the way. Yeah.
1: So, such a good point. It is. It's such a good point. It's like, you know, when people say, can I help you? And you say, no, I'm right. They want to help. People love sharing what they've learned. You know, I'm guilty of not asking for help enough. And I will be the first to say that's something I work on. But, you know, I loved what you talked about. It comes back to trust. And I've always said the opposite of trust is fear. Mm -hmm. So when anyone says to me, Renee, I'm not trusting him or her, or I'm not trusting this. I say, what are you fearing? And I always get an answer. And it's usually they're fearing, you know, there's there's a lack of self-belief. There's um, all those different things. And I think... We've
0: all got it, though. We all have uh, a fear of yeah. not you know, getting caught out that we're going to find yeah. that out. But it is. But the one thing with Ren, I mean, like, if I can come to... If I can say, R- can you help me with something, R- And you'll yeah. say, yes. That allows me to go to you and say, well, you help me. Allow me to help you, right? You have to move sometimes and actually ask for help because otherwise, why would I ever come to you to ask for your help if you haven't asked? Particularly uh, if there's an imbalance, you know. Yeah. I, I think, oh man, you're amazing. You're this amazing businesswoman. You've created this. Like you, you know, I can't. Ask, I, 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 you'd never ask me for help. So why can I go to you for help? Yes. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah, by it opens around, the door. It's, yeah, you open the door. And as a leader, you should be saying, look, I don't know that. Can you help uh, me with yeah. that? That means you're also humanizing yourself. It also allows that person to come in and feel empowered, you know.
1: And it's empathy and something I say, Matt, to you know a lot of the leaders we work with is, you've got to you've got to be delegating, you've got to be empowering others because your job at the end of the day, I don't care what anyone says, the job of a leader is to create future leaders. Yes. Um, So And and get time back to do the things that matter. So they're leading progressively, not drowning in a management mindset. And, I mean, that's all the stuff, you know, around what we do. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's a bit like compliments, you know. I've never, until probably five years ago, been able to take a compliment. I go, nah, it's actually insulting to the person that's giving you the compliment. And someone said that to me once and they said, Renee, you you saying oh really or you know um, oh this this old dress or whatever is actually insulting to that the speaker the person giving you that
0: well we're and on now, a similar journey because I, I learned that about five years ago and I'm getting better at taking a compliment to say thank you but I, yeah I really did saying, struggle with that
1: yeah, yeah yeah and a lot of people do so it's it's a little bit more we have a lot of this attention out. And I think there's a lot of that going on, especially since the pandemic, um, trying to connect, overconnect, you know, go back to one-on-ones with your team, have some attention in, you know, do that self-reflection because self-leadership, it starts with you. I think that's really, really important. I,
0: I think I've, I've also noticed something with a number of my friends and, and, and business people I really admire. They're on a race, like they, they feel they are behind, they, mm. they really, really do feel like they, they've they lost two years or they didn't get to whatever. I'm going to challenge that and say, you've had two years of actually spending with your partner. You've had okay. two years spending with connecting with yourself. I mean, common sense couldn't exist now because before, if I called you at eight o'clock and I was driving home, you'd still be in the office. If I <laughs> called you uh, uh, um, eight o'clock, you'd you'd take the call. Mm. If I call somebody at 5 30 now, they go, oh, I'm cooking dinner. What's the emergency? We've reset a lot of these things, which are great for us, which are great for all of us. We need to hold on to those things, but we've also got to understand the knowledge that we've had in the past hasn't gone away. The people no. that need to do business with haven't gone away. And there's going to be this massive upswing. If you go to Sydney at the moment, it's booming. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne will have that next year. We're yeah. still a little bit putting our heads up, looking around. We're a little bit more worn down. We're just yeah. a little bit more out of sorts. Next is going to be a massive year for us. Yeah. For Everybody, we've got to look at how much we're going to catch, uh, go back to what we were doing and look back and say, so, well, dream. that was a great time to rebuild and get started. So don't worry so much about what's gone in the past. Like you said, it's a graveyard. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But let's not push ourselves so hard that we don't accept the present and change that for the future. A lot of people are running incredibly hard to catch up. Going
1: back to, I wrote a blog late last year called Life FOMO. Why is everyone feeling, you know, so burnt out? And they were, especially, you know, December last year, me included. And it was everyone was trying to catch up on everything they've missed out on socially, professionally, study-wise. And all the stuff that we've had to relearn, and, you know, I'm a big believer in learning, unlearning, relearning and evolving, um, all the things we relearned during COVID have gone out the window. And, you know, you're right, we need need to be a little bit gentle. Um, you know, we're in two, 2023, you know, they're saying, futurists are saying 2025 there will be total normality, but I've always never talked about a new normal. I always talk about a next normal because it's a new normal every day. Sure. You the know? other
0: thing you're going to find is when everybody's doing one thing, it's always better to do the other. Like oh, I mean, It really, yeah. really is. And you find your group that can do that. I mean, we're looking for 150 people. I don't need more than that. You know, I can't change the world, but I can change the world. You
1: know, I have to do a lot of work on that.
0: Absolutely, but how about 150 people around you? That is your world, right? And and that can expand out. And we can change a lot of things with 150 great people. You don't need more. Everybody's looking to. Uh, I don't know what you're really trying to do. I mean, I just want to have a better life for myself, the people I work with. I'm looking at things now from a. Are you going to be with me in 20 years? If yes. I don't think you're going to be with me in 20 years, why am I doing business yes. with you? I really I don't that. understand.
1: It's a bit like the wedding analogy. You know, I remember I had a quite a big wedding and I remember my mum said, who on that list do you think you'll know and want in your life in 30 years or whatever? Mm. And when you're 30 years old, you're sort of going, oh, geez, wow. But it, that I love that. I love that gauge. I think less connections, deeper connections, heart connections have those great interactions. Um, Matt, we're going to have to wrap it up because um we we could we might need a part two. I've got, <laughs> some, I've got some really quick trivial for trivia for you. What is your favorite word?
0: Dodecahedron.
1: Jeez, okay. that one.
0: It's also my favorite shape.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, abundance would probably be my favorite word at the moment. Abundance, I think, uh, in my mindset, but dodecahedron is my word. I try and get it in every day. I've done it twice. What now. is it though? It's a
1: shape. A shape. What
0: sort of shape? It's a dodecahedron That's shape. I'm going to leave you to Google if I tell you everything. Right. What's the point?
1: Do-deca-
0: dodecahedron.
1: It sounds like the Dormagon or whatever in Stranger Things. <laughs> right? Um, what's your favourite sound or noise?
0: Um, same thing. No, no, my my, my favourite uh, uh, um sound is my. Uh, um, how are we going to get killed for this but it's actually my partner snoring He's got a little purr <laughs> <laughs>
1: big, purr, big purrs, uh-uh. not a
0: big purr. I've got the big purr, I, I got more of a snort, but like oh. when she's sleeping there, and I'll come in and the kids are all around, and they're all snoring together. But like it's like a little hum, yeah. I, I really like that. So, yeah. oh,
1: gorgeous, it's like contentment. I
0: think <laughs> I usually end up going to the kids' room at that because you'll come in and you'll watch yeah. uh, her, the two kids, and the dog. And I'm like, going Yeah, okay, I'll take and a fight. It's all
1: now. in unison, <laughs> yeah. If you had one, you know, Matt, I'm a bit of a foodie, important question. One last meal, your last day on earth, what would it be?
0: I always say uh, 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 I'm going to say sausage and bread. A really really good sausage with butter, simple, uh, um, but I'd rather Uh, have a sausage and bread than a steak.
1: Yep. Something about it, isn't it? Something about it. And my last question to you, what other rather than what
0: you're doing now would you attempt oh. i was asked this by uh, a great fr- uh, a friend and a person she said what if this doesn't work mm. what if what i'm doing now doesn't, doesn't work yeah. and i said i'd do it again and yeah. do it yeah. i've never found anything that i'm so happy doing yeah. um and I, i've never been uh, um uh, so stimulated with energy to be able to keep on waking up every time I wake up, I, I I just love doing what I'm doing. So I wouldn't change. Right at the moment, um, doing what I'm doing is my dream job, and yeah, i am never going you know, to say that.
1: Yeah, and that's and that that's when you know those listening, you're on purpose. If you and I, I know I'm the same, Matt. I absolutely love what I do. And someone the other day said to me, "Renee, you're such a workaholic," and I got quite offended. And I said, "I actually am just passionate." about what I do and the potential is unlimited in what I can do and who I can touch
0: yeah.
1: um and and they went oh yeah because people put their own reference on oh, if they absolutely. don't like their job well, how could you like yours yeah. but you've mentioned before and um, Anthony Bourdain who I'm a huge fan of and I've always said you remind me a bit of him he says <laughs> if do get another like you'd love to travel, eat the best food, talk about whatever you want. Um, be a professional cuddler and a private island caretaker.
0: <laughs> so just on that, it's a, it's a thought process I want to leave or uh, take <laughs> through. If Anthony Bourdain, who I believe had the best job in the world, like, oh, I mean, he got yeah. to travel, he got to say what he wanted to say, he got to go to the best restaurants, but also eat street food and travel. If he was so unhappy that he committed suicide have a real look not at what yeah. you do but who you are and who the people you that you surround yourself because that guy had in my mind the best life and job and he committed suicide because he wasn't connected to people That's now powerful. so it doesn't matter it's what
1: he's a lot as much as it looked like it he was out on his own and there's it's a really good point Matt and it's it is you know make sure you're connecting to who you really are and have a strong support network Network,
0: yeah, um, and, and, and for me, look, that it's a passion. There's a there's uh, yeah. two passions for me. One is uh, oh, a couple, but one is homelessness. I really believe yeah. we can solve that. The other one is uh, um, suicide, uh, particularly male suicide at, at a point you know, I mean, it happens. Um, and uh, the, the third one is miscarriage. Those sort of three yeah. things I think affect so many people, and we hide behind that. It's like something a disease you can catch. It's not you can catch this at all. And it's it can happen can... to
1: end. I've been close to all of those three, literally, and um, or people around me. And you're yeah. right. It's I think our own backyard. There's so much we can do and and be for other people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, look, but uh, um, it's just interesting because I, I Anthony Bourdain is somebody that I I, I don't watch much TV around mm. that, but I mean I, I got lost in that with him, right? Oh, like, I mean, you know, amazing. incredible
1: amazing amazing actually it's bizarre I dreamt of him the other night because you know I love cooking and mm. I'm bringing it into into my business in 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 just a small way to start with I actually dreamt I was doing a cooking show with him <laughs> but he was <laughs> drinking wine straight out of a bottle I don't even know so Matt it's been amazing having you here today how do people find you how do they find out about common sense events?
0: Um, well, if you flash a common sense logo into the sky, um, Ronan and I will turn up. Um, it's how it works. Um, you know, we're very hard to find, but if you put the, the CS up in the, in the sky. Um, no, LinkedIn's the best way. Uh, LinkedIn.com, Matthew Murray, one word, um, or our website. Um, it's a little bit, uh, um, we're actually rebuilding that at the moment. Um, that's... Uh, um, uh, um, Still going. Uh, we were meant to get that done in uh, January, but there's a lot more work to these things, as you know. So, I mean, we I work through this particular Christmas, New Year's because there is so much. People think it's just dinners and lunches, but the process behind a lot of this goes through.
1: Oh,
0: so, common sense uh, um, the old website's still working, so you can there, or yep. the best way is LinkedIn. Don't email me uh, um, because <laughs> I won't answer. Don't leave a voicemail message because I won't return it. And he uh,
1: He doesn't. So best way is is a common sense event, uh, a common sense events website, LinkedIn, Matt Murray, and also if you if you Google um common sense Eventbrite, um you'll find all the events there. So all the different types of lunches and dinners. Matt, it's been brilliant having you. I've absolutely loved loved our chat. None of none of it was premeditated, so it was all.
0: Well, it wouldn't work if it was. I don't remember stuff. So no,
1: no. <laughs> so thank you for for your contribution and sharing your story and all those gold gems and 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 what you're sharing with the world. Um, and for our listeners out there, just to let you know, we've got three public events coming up. Um, so the third of March, we've got the Cook Connect and Re-Energise One Day Retreat at the beautiful Billinook Winery. Um, in Yarra Valley. That.
0: I've done that. It's amazing. It's oh, phenomenal. Anna is amazing as a chef. And it's the yeah. best coffee in Melbourne. If you it, get. It,
1: <laughs> if you're like me and your coffee's a hug in a mug and you're a bit of a coffee <laughs> snob. Um, so that day, we're going to be doing an Italian cooking class. And then we've got workshop sessions around reflecting, connecting, and re energizing for the year ahead. And we're bringing in the amazing Sean Tucker, who is an energy healer to CEOs. Um, March, we've got our one-day Limitless Leaders Masterclass for mid to senior leaders. And April 27th, we are running our Emotional Intelligence Masterclass. So go to renegeruso.com 2023 events and we'd love to see you there and at some of the Common Sense events this year. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, love your feedback. If you've got any guests, you'd love us to explore and expand upon their amazing stories or you've got any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you
0: you've been listening to limitless leaders podcast leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership leaders teams and organizations to find out how you can accelerate your mindset your communication collaboration and connection to become a limitless leader sign up for our limitless leaders podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series that's reneegerusso.com forward slash podcast series